where two friends who used to do yoga together in a basement now chat about chaos and wellness. As moms, we understand chaos. As expats, we get what that chaos looks like when you take it overseas. From Manila to San Jose, we share stories of living abroad and explore topics around mental and emotional well-being. This podcast is for expat moms who want to find wellness amidst the chaos of everyday life. Welcome to Brain Basement. We're so glad you're here. Okay. Ready? (laughs) Yes, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Welcome back to Brain Basement. Hello, everyone. Hey, Angie. Hi. Um, Yeah, great to be with you all again. And today we have a special episode where we get to talk to Angie about something that she, um, an experiment she tried with one of her teenagers. So stay tuned. But before we get into that, we're going to pause for a brief moment of stillness, inviting a little bit of space and stillness into our day, wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, morning, noon, or night, and just slowing down just for a moment to welcome in some intentional breaths and no need to manipulate the breath in any way, just bringing some attention to the breath. And if you want to lengthen the inhale and exhale, you're welcome to do so at your own pace. And bringing some awareness to your body and how you're feeling right now. Noticing if there's any spots of tension or tightness anywhere in your body and bringing those areas to mind and see if as you bring those spots to mind if you can release that tension in some way either stretching your body in a certain way or taking a big deep breath and kind of exhaling into that area thinking about the oxygen flowing to those parts of your body that feel like they're holding stress and just allowing your body to relax in whatever position you're in, standing or walking, driving or sitting or maybe even laying down. Taking a moment to invite in that sense of ease and release. 
And as we close, taking in a couple deep breaths. And again, thinking about that oxygen flowing to all parts of your body, your brain and your fingertips, all the way down to your toes. And one more deep breath. And a long exhale and welcoming you back to our conversation today. So Angie and I were just noticing that this, we missed our one year anniversary of Brain Basement. So we wanted to celebrate the one year anniversary of our seventh episode, which happened this same day last year, October 7th, 2020. We talked about what we were learning from COVID from living through a pandemic. That's and right. here we are. So happy one year anniversary to for our seventh episode, Angie. Woohoo. This is <laughs> so perfectly us in our most unprofessional podcast ever yep. in which all of it is just our heart really in the right place thinking, let's do this. Let's just put something out there without worrying about all of the details and that's what we did which brings us to the subject of our discussion today mm -hmm. uh which was kind of like a joke i put it out to annalee <laughs> as we were coming up with things that we could talk about as um the experiment of forced great gratitude journaling for my teenagers um which is something that i did as a parent, which I don't know if it's good parenting advice or not, but as a strict parent, I'm pretty, I think I'm on the strict side of things. My kids would certainly say I'm on the strict side of things, but we, um, I kind of tell my kids like, you have to do this. And even if you don't want to, this is what <laughs> what we're going to do now. And one of those things was gratitude journaling. So I bought two moleskin journals that were bright yellow. And I thought, I'll just tell the kids to get in the habit of writing down three things that they're glad about at the end of the year. And I think that, I mean, at the end of the day, the end of each day as part of your nighttime routine, um, I make everyone have screens away at a certain time and my kids complain about that a lot because they're 14 and 15 and but this was when I think they were 13 and 12 or maybe 13 and 14. So of course my daughter is pretty game for what for this kind of activity so she's gonna like use handwriting and write down three things that she's happy about at the end of each day and she can kind of reliably do that and then my son wants nothing to do with anything that involves handwriting or spelling or pencil and paper or something other than just reading the book on his kindle that he wants to read before bed so for him sometimes i would go in to say good night and 
I'd look at the gratitude journal and say, oh, we have to write in this. I'd make it kind of a joke, right? Like I'm definitely embracing the dorky mom thing. And like, I'll just write in here, like grateful for my amazing, funny mom. Is that what you were going to write? Tell me what you were going to write and I'll write it down for you. So sometimes it ended up as me writing in there. Um, and then him just kind of rolling his eyes. And sometimes I was bringing up some things that he really had enjoyed that day, like, you know, laser tag with my friends or kayaking with grandpa. So I would write those things. Occasionally he would write things. Um, sometimes he listed like friends' names. I, I just opened this one up and I, in my handwriting, it says today was a good day. And then I wrote one, two, three. And so he wrote scouts, Cedarac, and then that, the name of two friends. And under it, I wrote, damn, it feels good to be a gangsta. So I had like clearly written the outline for him and put in some goofy line from Ice Cube. And then he wrote down what he was grateful for, but I'm really happy that one of those things was Cedarac. So anyone <laughs> who's ever been to Baku knows that we can all be grateful for Cedarac. So that was, our experiment was forced gratitude journaling where reluctant teenager forced gratitude journaling. And I mean, it turned out to be kind of fun. We, he definitely didn't do it every night, but it's fun to, I found this as we were moving, which is why I brought it up to Anna Lee. And so like, these are silly things that we do for our kids. I do believe in gratitude journaling. And if I was a disciplined person, I would write down three things I was grateful for at the end of each day. I do kind of try to bring those things to mind before I fall asleep, just to put my mind in a state of gratefulness before I fall asleep, but I don't always keep a gratitude journal. So that is my parenting story, not an absolute success for <laughs> um, gratitude journaling, but uh, you know, it's just something that I bring in for them. What about you, Annalie? Do you, do you force your kids to do any like, make them meditate. I've also forced enforced meditation. And bribery oh. meditation is another technique I use. Like you can go, you can <laughs> stay at the park for an hour longer if you sit with me and meditate for 10 minutes. <laughs> um, Last week we were recommending buying kittens and this week we're recommending forced meditation. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious, like, how does that go down? You know, keyword here, the theme is forced. So yes, how, how do your kids in the end, like, do it, you know? Yeah. You make it fun. So you're a fun mom. So it seems like that's why. I mean, it. I think I'm a fun mom, but I don't think that my kids 
when they are like rolling their eyes and they're like, get out. It's, I just, I'm so tired. I'm not going to do that tonight. They don't think it's really fun. <laughs> um, and, you know, there are days that I just let them off the hook, but I also just get totally goofy about it too. And write down like, okay, like I can, I'll just write it down. You tell me what it is. And um, yeah, I have like my smart and hardworking mom. I like, uh, I wrote in here one time, trampoline park and dudes that are buff as an inspiration for my daily goal of five pull-ups. So somehow he like went to the trampoline park. He was talking about dudes who are buff. And then he had a goal of pull-ups and I incorporated that. So these are just things that somehow it's like, I think it's worthwhile enough to introduce it to my kids. And I want them to have goofy memories. And I think it's okay if they're annoyed at me and like, I'm not gonna make them do the journaling every day for three years, but, but I do kind of introduce these things to them. Yeah. Well, the thing I love about this is, I mean, yes, like I love, it's so funny and hilarious. Like forced part of it and just like being funny fun moms but like getting more serious about it like I honestly think that even as informal as it is or you end up putting your own you know words on their journal page like just introducing some sort of ritual to your kids seems really valuable to me you know, and maybe they're not consistent with it. Maybe it's, yeah, in your handwriting half the time, but, you know, six years from now when they're out of the house and they bump into that journal, like at the bottom of a box or, you know, some memory comes to mind. It's like, that's, that's a valuable tool for them. Like that's a resource and um, that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And you know, it could be, yeah, a gratitude journal like this, um, something that you kind of get into the habit of doing. Like, I guess the thing that came to my mind was, um, I guess we could call this like a ritual or something that we do every day or some days. So when we eat dinner, um, we will do, we'll share a peach in a pit mm -hmm. is what we call it. And I know it's kind of a common thing to do. What, what other names do people use? Like, yeah, uh, you're high and you're low. Yeah, high and low. I've heard other names. Um, and yeah, I like it. Like, I think it's just, first of all, it gives us something to talk about at the dinner table versus just like, you know, hitting each other or stealing each other's, you know, putting feet on other people's chairs. But um, it allows my kids to practice what it feels like to self-reflect on their day and and it's like an invitation to talk about um something that might have been a little bit hard um recognize those harder parts of the day but also lean into 
the times that felt really awesome and that we're grateful for. And my kids are really young, but I'm, it's a really simple way, you know, to start just kind of recognizing those moments in the day. Yeah. So I noticed um, your family ritual doesn't include the word forced. <laughs> I mean, we kind of do. <laughs> so like your kids don't resist that and be like, no, I'm not going to do mine today. I'm tired of this. No, the thing that they fight about is who goes first. So as soon as we say peach and pit, it's like, they're scrambling to see who can open their mouth the fastest and start talking. And that's always like a big. Oh, genius. That's deal. And then we have to get through that. And then we start sharing. So no, I think they're more than happy to just talk. <laughs> we don't have problems with forcing our kids to talk yet. Maybe we're not at their, that age. Oh, that's so. so cute and fun. And that makes me miss younger kids. Yeah. So my, my enthusiasm and like, guys, I have an idea for us like that my kids have really gotten jaded to that. And so as soon as they hear me say, I brought a game, like everyone's like, no, mom, stop. And, and there's four of them. So everyone's kind of shutting me down before I get to start on anything. So I definitely think there's a backfiring <laughs> to forcing <laughs> these things. <laughs> Not that it will all go smoothly and that everyone in the family will really enjoy and learn a lot from the meditation and the forced gratitude. I mean, the forced gratitude is like an oxymoron anyway. <laughs> Grateful for not wanting to do this and being made to. But um, it's like, I've just decided that this is goofy enough and important enough that I'm just gonna make it work. And if I don't, that would probably be fine too. And my kids might even, you know, think I was less kooky and less annoying, but I'm okay with them thinking I'm kooky and annoying. I, I think they're right. So what about your older kids that are out of the house? Like, do you see them doing any of these kind of things that are up this alley? Um, Cause they're on their own. Yeah. I mean, it is funny. Like they definitely tell their friends that they have a hippie mom um and i think they don't want to do the things that i'm interested in but a little bit i see both of them kind of sort of maybe dabbling into things that are a little more hippie-ish or or questioning the mainstream a little bit more than they did when they lived with me because they very much resisted all the hippiness things but now they kind of will be like oh my mom did some macrame i know how to do that or you know i taught my son to knit when he was really young um and he's like a 19 year old 
kid who loves to play basketball right now and he does not knit but I think he tells people like yeah I know how to knit like I can do that like these just little things that they kind of now can see are like okay that's sort of unique or something I learned or I think maybe definitely not that they're going a hundred percent on the path of like I'm really going to be interested in yoga and meditation but yeah. a little bit they're in some yeah they're open I think they're open to like I know what a gratitude journal is they escaped yeah. the gratitude journaling. They they were at college when that happened. So. Yeah. Oh, you're lucky second to get all the <laughs> things you didn't. I know. I um last Christmas I gave my boys, my older boys, uh, it's like a mommy me journal. So oh, it's yeah. the type that we pass back and forth. Mm -hmm. So they have, and it's um scripted so it gives you prompts yeah and you know there's a page for mom and a page for the son and you can kind of go back and forth and yes I kind of wanted to just it was definitely one of those Christmas gifts that was they were not asking for it <laughs> let's just say that and it was like a mom planted gift you know like you do want this yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that you do <laughs> and um Anyway, we weren't super consistent with it. It's still on our boat shipment coming whenever it comes. Who knows? It could not come, but um, but it was fun. Like, I don't know. And it, it seemed to mean something to them when I wrote a little note in their journal. And um, kind of like you, I kind of wanted to stay just like really like easy breezy about it, like no pressure, but kind but also introduce the idea of a journal and mm -hmm. what a journal could look like and be. And um, I don't know, they, they, they didn't not like it. So, um, and the guided prompted journals, I think are really fun for kids or, you know, you're writing your own prompts for your kids and that's fun too. <laughs> um, but I think it's a nice way to start th this concept of, journaling and and writing things down how did you do it with your kids did you leave the like you would fill out a page and then leave it in their bed and then they or in the morning they found it at the breakfast table or how did you guys switch it back and forth um that I just I put it on their pillow like right where they went to bed or something or during the day whenever I finished writing just so that they'd find it and you know, put a little pencil in the page that I had done and, and yeah, I think they seem to like it. And, and it's a way to, you know, some of the prompts were like, how, how do you feel about one another? You know, not those words, but something kind of like that. And, and, or what three things do you really appreciate about your son or mm -hmm. about mom? And so I think it's also was a nice way to express feelings for my kids in a really casual way where they can read it at their own time and you know it, they don't have to feel awkward about it I mean they're still young so I don't get a lot of pushback with with that um even when I'm telling them how I feel about them but but I liked that because um yeah 
Yeah, and those are fun, I think, too, because sometimes the prompts are, I've had those before in the past, and the prompt is like one, you know, the funniest memory I have of you is this. And then it's like, especially when they have siblings, it's their chance to read that and get one, like mom wrote this to me about me. Like she has this funny memory of me or the, like you said, mm -hmm. the three things I appreciate about you or what kind of house I think you're going to live in when you grow up or something, those little prompts that is that like individualized special attention to get from mom. Yeah. And my kids love hearing about stories of when they were a baby and like funny little poopy diaper stories and like <laughs> they laugh so hard. It does. Um, you're right. It's just, it's just fun. It's a fun way to get that one-on-one -on -one time, but it's not like you're face to face. Yeah. Yes. And those stories go on forever. It's like we, even even with my older kids too, like just remembering those stories and they're like, it's like family legend. Like maybe yep. the kids weren't even there for that experience, but the story's been told so many times that we all know the story. Yeah. Well, and coming like back to gratitude, I was thinking like, you know, we are kind of, um, coming up to Thanksgiving and just thinking of ways to, yeah, teach our kids about gratitude and bring up that idea of gratitude to them. I think this is another way to do this, like journaling or um, do you guys have any other traditions around gratitude or Thanksgiving? Mm, we do not have traditions it's been different each year of course we do the thing where we're all sitting down at the table with whatever friends we have there that year or any visiting family and everyone says something that they're grateful for um with varying degrees of success and varying levels of rolling eyes eye rolling and um, but yeah, I definitely take on the role of being the corny person who, if we walk into kind of a junky Airbnb apartment that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't look very appealing when we walk in of being like, guys, look, check out the, there's a tiny little the sink in here that's so cute in the bathroom and that everyone's like jeez like why like i have to find something to be excited about um so i've definitely i mean i'm presenting gratitude in a way that like oh look this will be fun with everything this is slightly annoying <laughs> but yeah Okay, this is my next question because I don't have teenagers yet. But like, I hear you being so upbeat and just like, like you said, goofy and corny. So how do you keep that momentum as a mom when you're getting that pushback from your kids? 
so much. Or maybe you don't get, I don't know. I'm not with no, you. I get so mommy. much pushback. I mean, this is um, funny. It's like, a, I just embrace it instead of, if I did, if I wanted them to like me and think I was cool or think I was like smart or think I was, um, you know, just making really good parenting decisions and they would be like, mom, that's awesome. You're so smart. Like, I really appreciate that you did this and I, that you have these restrictions in place for us to put our screens away. It's really effective and helps my sleep. I, if I wanted that, then I would be really disappointed because that's not what I'm getting. So it's like they are definitely abrasive and resistant to me and all the kind of things that go along with me, which is like rules and structure and asking annoying questions like who are you going bowling with what what time will you be getting home so i think me stepping into just owning i'm going to be really annoying i'm going to be the person that you don't like i'm going to be here to put up these walls and then we can all just kind of laugh about it like you see me as that person i'll be that person um mm -hmm. and you know, I'll just when I mean, my kids have said, I hate you. You're the worst mom in the world. I've heard all kinds of <laughs> insulting things. So I'm not laughing when they say those things to me. But I am kind of like, okay, you can, you can think that about me right now. Mm -hmm. You, you might not think me that I mean, think this about me in three months, or maybe in two weeks, you'll change your mind. And I won't be the worst person in the world. And now that I've had that happen enough times that I am pretty confident that in a couple of days it will blow over and they'll be like, oh, thanks for doing this other little thing, mom. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm hearing you right, it sounds like you're trying to not be resistant against their feelings towards you like negative feelings towards you because that's just going to be that's just how it's going to be no matter how you show up like that's the attitudes and the yeah i mean i think there's an option that they could like me right if they were like i don't want to do a gratitude journal that's annoying and i would be like oh yeah you don't have to of course of course and they were like mom i'm gonna keep my phone in my room until one in the morning be messaging and I was like oh yeah yeah that's cool no problem I'll just I'll bring you you know a Twinkie up here a little later for a snack or something <laughs> then they would like me I think there's an option for them to say like my mom's really chill she's really cool but I'm not gonna be that mom and that's not what I <laughs> that's not what I want yeah so it is it is almost like I'm choosing I want them to kind of see me as I'm not here to just support every idea you have and every thing to make you comfortable all the time. I'm kind of here to remind you, like, why don't you refocus your energy on school instead of hanging out with your friends all the time? I'm here to like, 
be the wet blanket a lot of the time and not all the time. Sometimes I'm just here to be supportive and like, hey, let's just watch Gilmore Girls and stay up late and eat popcorn. Um, yeah. But I'm okay being the not fun parent too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just good to hear your perspective because, you know, my oldest is 10 and I'm already seeing kind of some like tweening going on. And but his response to me, I can tell, um, it has an impact on me, you know? And so if I'm wanting to do some of these activities, like a gratitude journal, or yeah, we all go around the table and say what we're grateful for. Like as we move into a different stage of parenting, I feel like I'm going to have to move into more of an area of just being grounded in the things that I'm still wanting to teach my kids and a little bit more resilient again um, in relationship to how they're responding to me. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when I get that tweening attitude, it makes me want to throw everything out, you know, like, yeah. oh, this is, is not worth it. It's too much there's too much pushback or it's too much work for me or it makes me feel bad because there's too much like personal attitude towards me in the process, you know? Yeah. So. Well, I do that too. I definitely have those days where I'm like, fine, no one else is going to do this. I'll just do it by myself. That's fine. You guys go relax. You know, I, I have that too. <laughs> so, but I'm definitely more comfortable now. I remember the first time anyone said, I hate you. Any of my kids said, I hate you. I was like, oh, we have to have a really, like, we have to have 10 talks about this, how serious this is. And now I'm like, okay, you can hate me. Like, that's okay. I'll just, I'll be here loving you um, whenever you want to come around to that. Yeah. Oh. I love that. Okay. Being a parent of teens 101. <laughs> Forcing gratitude journals and embracing the phrase, I hate you. You're the worst <laughs> mom in the world. Oh. Uh, our tips, your takeaways from this episode. I know. Everyone's just going to unsubscribe. Not that we have any subscribe. It wouldn't be me unsubscribing. This <laughs> show's depressing. Um, all right. Thanks for talking, Annalie. Yeah, same to you. We'll see you all next week. See you next week. Or we could just like, um, what's the word like? just sit one day and just like make sounds that we would want on the intro, like shutting a drawer. Are you sucking out of your drink? <laughs> Why do you just? I am never going to go back to edit in the sound. <laughs> like... We will only have like two sounds and I'll just use them all the time. It could be like a morning show with like two jerk, disc jockey guys who only use like the fart sound over and over again. <laughs>